Hello, 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 and welcome to Moments with Mo. Thank you so much for joining me on this new podcast segment. Today's podcast will be a reading from the book of Acts. We like to call it the Acts of the Apostles. And so I will read today from Acts 2. I said that I was going to read more often from the Bible. Um, Some people don't have the Bible or have access to the Bible. But I believe if you have a cell phone, a mobile device, a computer, there's no excuse you have access to the Bible. However, I am going to read more from the Bible Um, scriptures or a chapter um, for those you may be driving or walking or or even sleeping where you can put this on and listen to some scriptures read and I found that reading the Bible um, the word of God before sleep um, right after waking up in the morning after he wakes us up before he puts us to sleep um, even through when things are you know haven't you're not in a good mood or anything like that um reading the bible is really soothing it changes your your heart and your mind it um it renews you and so the word of god is powerful um it was inspired by the holy spirit um through men so we can have what we have today So anyway, with that being said, I will continue to read chapters as the Lord leads because the word of God is good food, it's bread, um, and we need that to nourish our spirit man, okay? So I'm going to read from um, the book of Acts, I love it, the Acts of the Apostles, um, Acts 2, chapter 2, and I will be reading from the Amplified Version. I like the King James, which we should read the King James and um, first or, you know, overall. But I I also like the Amplified, and sometimes I read the um, NIV. Um, but you have to be careful with some of these um, different translations. They omit words, add words, you know, um, and it can, one word can change the meaning of a sentence. One word can mean one thing in one sentence and drop down and be the same word and mean something else totally different. So it's very important to allow the Holy Spirit to guide you and to um, to reveal what God is saying to us, never what the what we're saying about the Bible, but what is the Word of God saying? Is hit there hit there His words, and so with that, just keep in mind, um, it's His Word, and He does what He does with His Word because He's God, and He can do whatever in all things. Um, and have an open heart um, as I read the. From the book of Acts, chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. So let's start off with prayer because here we like to pray. Father God, I want to thank you once again for your word and how awesome it is. Father God, there's so much meat in your word, um, very nourishing to our bodies and our our mind and our heart, Father God. So we thank you for your word, Father God. You knew before time that we would need your word 
And so you as being a really good, merciful, kind father made sure that we have your word to help to renew our mind and our thinking so we can think more like you, Father God. So thanks for being such a wonderful, wonderful father. Thank you for this beautiful day you've blessed, already sanctified, it's already holy, Father, set apart for your for your glory, Father God. So I thank you for this day. I thank you for all the listeners, Father God, that are that have taken their time to listen to this podcast. <clears throat> Excuse me. I pray, Father God, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart is acceptable to you and that these words, Father God, will be um, good seeds, of course, that's planted on an open heart, the listeners. So I thank you for the ones that are listening, Father God. And I thank you that your word will go out and do what it will do and it will not. It will accomplish what it set out to do and it will not return until you void it. So thank you, Father God, for everything and your son, Jesus, and your Holy Spirit, Father God. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so I am going to start reading um, from Acts 2. Oh, remember to always grab your, if you have a Bible and you're listening, a paper paperback Bible. It's good to have um, some notes, um, pen and pencil, a pen or whatever you write with. Well, you can write these scriptures down and go and read them for yourself. Um, it's very, very, very important that you study and read the word of God for yourself to go and sit in a gathering whether it's a church synagogue it doesn't matter and just to listen to the person the pastor priest whoever whomever is reading the word um, just to take what they say God has given you the ability to um, to grab a book, to grab the Bible, to sit down and to open your heart and read for yourself. You want to hear for yourself. You have ears. God is not only speaking to the person, the teacher, pastor, preacher, evangelist, um, in the pulpit or what have you. God is speaking to you also. You just have to be willing to want to hear God speak. So you have, he's giving you the ability to listen to him, to hear him, to read for yourself. So I'm going to go ahead and start. I don't want this to be a long podcast because I would love for you to go and read this over and over and read it slowly for yourself. So beginning at verse one, and this is the day of Pentecost. All right. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly a sound came from heaven like a rushing violent wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting there appeared to them tongues resembling fire which were being distributed among them and they rested on each one of them as each person received the Holy Spirit verse 4 and they were all filled that is diffused throughout their being with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. They began to speak in other tongues which were different languages as the Spirit was giving them the ability to speak out clearly 
and appropriately. So we have people that were together. On the day of Pentecost, they had came all came together in one place. And they, as disciples, they were, it was suddenly a sound came from heaven, which the Bible says was, was sound like, a, it sounded like a rushing violent wind. And it filled the whole house. So the Holy Spirit came and filled the whole house. And then to them, it appeared to be tongues resembling fire. That's amazing. Which were being distributed. So the Holy Spirit was distributing. Okay. And it rested on each one of them. And each person in that room received the Holy Spirit. And that's amazing. So it's the Holy Spirit's job to do what he did. And when he does it, he and he's a person. And when he does it, he's a, he's personified. And when he does it, um, the Holy Spirit does what only he can do is done perfectly. It's perfection. It's is done the right way. Okay. So he, as the Spirit was giving them the ability to speak out clearly and appropriately, and he gave and they were speaking in a different language. So tongues is a different known language where um someone from america could could can that doesn't speak french can speak in a french speak a french language and um and someone that is french that speaks french maybe from france or something um they will be able to understand and interpret what that person is saying. And it's like, it'll be surprising because they'll know that person is not European, you know, like from France. And it's like, how do they know how to do that? They're speaking my language. They're speaking my dialect. Um, uh, Latinos, I mean, this person that's not a non-Latino speaking Spanish, which is a different language, or um, a Filipino, and they're speaking their la- their non-Filipino person, and they're speaking a Filipino's language, um, and a Filipino will understand what the non-Filipino is saying because it's a different language, and that's what's so amazing about it. It's a it's a under they will be able to understand what that other person is saying when they um when the holy spirit give them the ability to speak out clearly and appropriately so it's not a bunch of mumbo jumbo it's an actual language so we we i've seen and heard and also for myself i was confused about it and i'm like well god you're not a you're not the author of confusion so holy spirit revealed to me and then it's like read the scripture read it again and read it again and so it's a different language it's not a bunch of babbling baby talk okay so verse 5 now there were Jews living in Jerusalem devout and God fearing men from every nation under heaven and when this sound was heard a crowd gathered and they were bewildered because each one were was hearing those in the upper room speaking in his own language or dialect just what i had just was explaining a few seconds ago verse 7 they were completely astonished saying look are not all of these who are speaking galileans 
then how is it that each of us hears in our own language our native dialect? You see, did you catch that? So they were, you know, who speaks babble, 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 but babies. And so, <clears throat> excuse me. And so that goes to, to show right there that the Bible says it's, in, it's, in, it's a language that will be understood by the person who has that same dialect from the person that is speaking in that person's dialect. Who's that? Who's the opposite that's a, of the person? I hope you rewind and listen, listen to that again. So verse 9, among this, us, there are, pardon me about pronouncing these words, Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, and people of Mesopotamia, <laughs> that's not right, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, which is Asian minor, minor Phrygia, I'm missing these words up, I do apologize. It doesn't matter how many times I keep rereading. I need to really get in there and really learn how to pronounce these words correctly. There's no excuse. And um, Pamphylia, Pamphylia, P-A-M-P-H-Y-L-I-A, Egypt and the districts of Libya around Srene and the visitors from Rome, both Jews and Gentile converts to Judaism. Verse 11, Cretans and Arabs. We all hear them speaking in our native tongues about the mighty works of God. And they were beside themselves with amazement and were greatly perplexed, saying one to another, What could this mean? But others were laughing. These are the mockers. But others will let, and they're going to always have mockers, people that mock the word of God. Okay. But others were laughing and joking and ridiculing and saying, they are full of sweet wine and are drunk. But this next part is amazing. This part of, is Peter's um, sermon. Verse 14. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea. And all you who live in Jerusalem, let this be explained to you. Listen closely and pay attention to what I have to say. These people are not drunk as you assume, since it is only the third hour of the day, which is 9 a.m. But this is the beginning of what was spoken of through the prophet Joel. And it shall, 17, and it shall be in the last days, God says, that I will pour out my spirit upon all mankind and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see divinely prompt visions and your old men shall dream divinely prompt dreams. Even on my bond servants, both men and women, I will in those days pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. And I will bring about wonders in the sky above and signs attesting miracles on the earth below, blood and fire and smoking vapor. The sun, the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and glorious day of the Lord. And it shall be that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord, invoking, adorning, and worshiping the Lord Jesus shall be saved. They shall be saved, rescued spiritually. 
22. Men of Israel, listen to these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man accredited and pointed out and attested to you by God with the power to perform miracles and wonders and signs which God worked through him in your very midst. Just as you yourselves know, this man, when handed over to the Roman authorities according to the predetermined decision and foreknowledge of God, you nailed to a cross and put to death by the hands of lawless and godless men. But God raised him up, releasing him and bringing an end to the agony of death since it was impossible for him to be held in death's power. For David says of him, I saw the Lord constantly before me, for he is at my right hand, so that I will not be shaken from my state of security. 26. Therefore, my heart rejoiced and my tongue excluded exceedingly. Moreover, my flesh also will live in hope that is, will encamp in anticipation of the resurrection. For you will not forsake me and abandon my soul to Hades, the realm of the dead, nor let your Holy One undergo decay after death. You have made known to me the ways of life. You fill me, infusing my soul with joy and your presence. Now, this was prophecy. This was from David back in the Old Testament. Jesus is throughout all the Bible from the beginning of Gen in Genesis to the end of Revelation. Jesus is there. And so Je Jesus was talking about, I mean, David was talking about Jesus right here in this passage. He literally says, basically, that his flesh also live in hope. That means that is will be encamped in the anticipation of the resurrection. That's amazing. So David knew the Lord Jesus back then in the Old Testament. So Jesus didn't just pop up on the scene when he was born through um, a virgin birth through Mary. Jesus been, was, and is always, okay? Amazing. So verse 29, brothers, I may confidently and freely say to you regarding the patriotic patriarch David that he both died and was buried and his tomb is with us to this day. And so being a prophet and knowing fully that God had sworn to him with an oath that he would seat one of his descendants on his throne for he sought for for I'm sorry, he foresaw and spoke prophetically of the resurrection of the Christ. That's verse 31. So that's what I was saying earlier when in this right here, what David was saying in verses um, 25 through 28, he was talking about Christ. Okay? And so um, 31, let's go back to 31. For he foresaw and spoke prophetically of the resurrection of the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed, that he was not abandoned in death to Hades, which is the realm of the dead, nor did his body undergo decay. Jesus' body didn't decay. God raised this Jesus bodily from the dead, and of the fact we are all witnesses, therefore having been exalted to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out his blessings. He has poured out this blessings, which you both see and hear. 
remember that Peter's sermons, Peter's sermon, talking about the Christ and, and things like that to the people that were mocking and did you know just didn't believe. So 34, for David did not ascend into the heavens yet. He himself says, the Lord, the Father said to my Lord, the Son, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. 36, therefore, let all the house of Israel recognize beyond all doubt that God has made him both Lord and Christ Messiah anointed. This Jesus, whom you crucified, and this Peter still talking, he's preaching. Now, 37, <coughs> excuse me. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart with remorse, remorse and anxiety. Remember, the word of God is a sword. It pierces even into the marrow, the bone marrow, going in and out. So it cuts. But it cuts for a good reason. Okay, I'm going to read 37 again. Now, when they heard this, when those people heard the preaching of Peter, they were cut to the heart with remorse and anxiety. So they, they were remorseful. And they were anxious, like, oh my gosh, this is wow, amazing. What do we do? So, and then Peter said to the rest of the apostles, brothers, what are we to do? And Peter said to them, this is what Peter said, repent. Lots of people don't like that word, repent. It says repent, which means to change your old way of thinking. Turn from your sinful ways. Accept and follow Jesus as the Messiah. And be baptized, each one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Because the forgiveness of your sins and you, because of the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, a gift you cannot earn. Okay, so if anybody telling you it's work, you got to work to earn a gift that's erroneous. You can't do anything to earn a gift, especially from God. 39, for the promise of the Holy Spirit is for you and your children and for all who are far away, including the Gentiles. I mean the non-Jew. As many as the Lord our God calls to himself. And Peter, Peter solemnly testified and continued to admonish and urged them with many more words saying, be saved from this crooked and unjust generation, exclamation point. So then those who accepted this mess, his message were baptized. And on that day, about 3,000 souls were added to the body of believers. They were continually and faithfully devoting themselves to the instruction of the apostles and to the fellowship to eating meals together and prayers. A sense of awe was felt by everyone and many wonders and signs attesting miracles were taking place through the apostles. And all those who had believed in Jesus Christ as Savior were together and had all things in common, considering their possessions to belong to the group as a whole. And as they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing the proceeds with all other believers as anyone had need. Day after day, they met in the temple area, continuing with one mind and breaking bread in various private homes. They were eating their meals together with joy and generous hearts, 
praising God continually and having favor with all the people. And the Lord kept adding to their numbers. The Lord kept adding to their numbers daily those who were being saved. Amen. Amen. So that is amazing. That was Peter's sermon and the day of Pentecost and the addition of 3,000 souls who were pierced at the heart, who were, whose heart was cut. And they were remorse and anxious. And they wanted to know, what do we do? What do we do? And Peter said to repent and be baptized. Repentance for the way to change your way of thinking from your old way to turn your back on sin, to trust in Jesus, to have faith in him and to follow him, to follow Jesus. Going to church is not does not mean that you're saved does not mean that's going to get you into heaven the only thing that gets you there is that we were saved by grace through faith is what jesus did on the cross but in order to get the receive the gift you have to repent and have faith in jesus amen so thanks so much for listening to the reading from the book of acts 2 i pray that you go and read it again yourself and then after you read it read it again and then after you read it again read it again okay because every time you read uh it doesn't matter how familiar you may have been or you've heard that passage before you read it again you're gonna read you're gonna see some something else in there the word is alive it's well it's um it's 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 refreshing it's life changing it, it renews our mind which in our heart to think and see to see god and to think like jesus to live like jesus so it's good to eat this word the bible says that bread shall um, man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of god okay so this is the daily bread that we need and I pray that you get into it and read it and study it and enjoy it and love it. Every part of it. Don't cherry pick it to make you feel good. If it's making you feel good, something's wrong. Like for as making you comfortable where you are. This word helps you to grow and to grow and to grow. Because we're going from faith to faith to glory to glory in Father God. Okay? So with that, thank you so much for listening and tuning in. Um, we'll see you back again with another reading. Amen. Have a blessed one.